Well, good morning, Redeemer King, and welcome back to another Sunday of YouTube. Premier Preaches, which obviously you can watch on demand, not just on Sunday morning, but there is something about that, isn't there, making a space on a Sunday. We try and just keep some rhythm and routines going. Uh, this week, uh, we're looking at the P for Pandemic series again, and I'm looking at the whole subject of P is for Purpose. Uh, but before we do that, just a quick reminder that this year we're going to be able to meet on Christmas morning for the first time ever. So really looking forward to that. Karen and I are uh, going to be hosting that with various other shenanigans taking place uh, just for a half hour or so on Christmas morning. And don't forget as well, we've got our Christmas carol play and a Christmas bonanza coming up and kids stuff coming up. So all sorts of stuff uh, you're going to love. Anyway, let's crack on with uh, Peers for Purpose. Now... <laughs> This is not true for everybody, I know this. Um, but I think, although I came to Christ when I was 18, looking back, I'm pretty convinced that God first spoke to me when I was a little kid. And I'm talking not much more than five years old. And some of you would have heard me say this before, but I can remember vividly sitting on the London Underground looking at all the beaten up housing along the East End district line and um, just being overwhelmed by poverty and deprivation. Obviously, I wouldn't have called it that then, but I felt really stirred by it. And I remember saying to my mum on one occasion, um, very emotional about it, I don't like this and one day I'm going to change it. And I know now that that was God speaking to me. At age 18, I came to Christ. I had a bunch of life ambitions, which mostly revolved around joining the army, leaving the army, making a million quid, taking up golf, buying a second holiday home and dying. That's, that's human ambition. But at 18, I met Christ and all the dots joined. And, and the cause of my life, I believe the reason I'm on the planet is to introduce people to Jesus and and tackle deprivation and poverty. I think that's, that's if you'd give me the helicopter view, give you the helicopter view of my life, is probably why I'm here. And at 48, nearly 49 years old, this, this has gripped me since age 18. Even in all the men's stuff I've done, I've particularly gone after reaching blokes in tough places that most of the church passed by. And we could say a lot about that, but the bottom line is, I'm blessed in one way, and I, I pretty much feel that God spoke to me when I was a kid and I've known what my life is about. Now I know that is not true of everybody and I want to unpack that a little bit uh, as we go along but I'm just going to talk about a couple of things when it comes to purpose from a biblical perspective and then think about what it might mean if you don't feel you're fulfilling a purpose from God or you're drifting a bit or you're not quite sure what your purpose is. And funny enough, I've just been in some text conversations with people only over the last week or two who are struggling to know what their purpose is at quite an old age. So it'd be a good thing to work through. So here's just a couple of very brief points for us to consider. And then this is really something to chew over in connect groups. Now, just to highlight this, We've got over 70% of our church in small groups now, which is unbelievable. I mean, that's really high. But for the 30% of you that are not in connect groups, really they are the opportunity to unpack what we're saying here. Particularly when it comes to YouTube, I don't like to speak for too long on Zoom calls because people are staring at screens all week and actually it's very hard to keep people's attention uh, for too long. 
So this is really a chance to put out the broad themes and then also um, to trigger conversations in the week. The other thing is, of course, just a reminder that when we teach on Sundays, we have a very wide audience. We have people who have been Christians for a very long time and we have people who have only just started to open up the Bible. So it needs to be deep enough to keep people satisfied who have been journeying with Christ a long time, but broad enough for a wider audience, particularly now as things are on YouTube. So there's only so much ground we can cover in a session like this, and the real work takes place in our home group. So just bear that in mind. So the first thing I would say is that ultimately we were created. Our purpose, our the highest calling, our deepest purpose is actually to worship God. A couple of scriptures for you. I mean, and there are loads. I mean, there are loads. You just need to go on Google and put in what is our purpose. We were made to worship God and you just see how many Bible verses come up. But a couple of key ones for me. Isaiah 43 verse 21. People who I formed for myself that they might declare my praise. God says that we are people that he formed for himself that we might praise him. John 4.23 The hour is coming and now here when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is calling such people to worship him. The hour is coming is now here when true worshippers will worship in spirit and in truth. You only need to look at the Psalms. You only need to put the word worship and praise in a concordance and you'll see just how much content comes up about us being on the planet to worship God. Which leads me to make a very brief point. Isn't it fascinating just how much division comes into church through worship? People argue about styles, volume, content, theology. It's actually one of the biggest things that impacts a church. Now we are blessed at Redeemer King actually. We've had very, very little of that over the last six or so years. We've not really had arguments over worship. Essentially, we planted a church and said, this is our style and approach currently. Um, join in. <laughs> so we didn't take over a church or, or come into a church where there were a clash of styles and traditions. And at the end of the day, most rows are over style. That is true. Which is actually a massive red herring. I've been in India where I've just seen a little kid on, on homemade drums and no other instruments and hundreds of people just worshipping their hearts out because actually it all comes from the heart, doesn't it? It all comes from somewhere in here. It is informed by your devotional life. It is informed by... Uh, how much you're reading scripture, it's informed by whether you're putting on the worship in your car, all that kind of stuff, you know, whether around the house you're banging it on. We've got to keep feeding ourselves with that spirit of worship and praise, remembering that we are on the planet to worship God. I'm just going to adjust this microphone a little bit because it's digging into my neck, which is unhelpful. Hold on a minute. That's a little bit better. So, first thing. Your highest purpose is to worship God. So here's a question for you. What's your worship life like? What's the inner prayer language like? Are you 
appraiser has that gone cold what do you need to do to remedy it so many times when I speak to people who are struggling one of the first questions I ask is what's your worship life like because actually your sense of fulfillment and joy will come from worshiping your creator is actually the most selfless thing that you can do is to worship God and this is why also I do have a slight issue with some worship songs that just talk about how you feel and what you how you what you're getting out of it Josh said it brilliantly you know when when people uh, a few weeks back or months back when people come out of church and they say something like um, well I didn't get much out of worship today well you know Josh said when, when, when is that about you it's about God overcome your stuff about style volume approach worship the living God direct your praises to him and you will find fulfillment and one of the major purposes of your life will be being outworked to worship God is one of the reasons you're on the planet having said that point two I believe is an utterly key understanding um, now if you've got a Bible with you uh, turn to Ephesians because um, this, this passage in here is so key the book of Ephesians chapter 1 and chapter 2 are just beautiful talking about the grace which has been lavished upon us and the inheritance that we've been predestined to receive I mean it's it just beautiful language and incredibly powerful but then it says this but God who is rich in mercy, this is chapter 2 verse 4, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love that he had for us made us alive with Christ even though we were dead in trespasses. You are saved by grace. He also raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavens in Christ Jesus so that in the coming ages he might display the immeasurable riches of his grace through his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For you are saved by grace through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is God's gift. Not from works, so that no one can boast. Then it says this, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. We are his workmanship, created in Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. Let me simply say this. I believe for every single person, there is something that only you uniquely can do. Something that only you can bring. And as I think about all the beautiful people in Redeemer King, and I couldn't rattle off all your names. But I just cast my mind now over people that we all know and love. And those who have just joined. Liam. Rex. Mike. Red. Andrea. Just, just so many people. Colin. Kathleen. Peter and Janet. Karen. So many people in our church uniquely gifted. Lisa, Dan, 
I could go on and on and on. Don't worry if I missed you out. <laughs> there were so many people in our church. But as I cast my mind over the church, these are the names that are coming to me right now. People who perhaps need to know that you have a purpose that only God can fulfill in you and that only you uniquely can do. It may be that you're retired. A couple of those names of people have retired, but there is something that only you uniquely can do. God has a plan and a purpose for you. You might be sitting there and thinking, oh, I don't know. I don't know what my purpose is. Dale, God's got a purpose for you, bro, that he will fulfill through you, 100%. Janet, God is fulfilling his purposes through you, the way you lead us in worship and also your work at the message. There are so many of you seeing this work out in your life but there'll be those of you listening thinking, but what about me? Well, God is working his purposes out in you. Ruth, God is working his purposes out in you. There is something that only you uniquely can do. How do we find it? Well, like I say, for me, I've known since a very young age, really, and it crystallised at age 18, what it is, that I can do or what he has called me to do for some of you it's much harder to pin down and I talk to people and they're not quite sure so how do you find it well quite simply I'd say if this is niggling you get good people around you turn yourself to prayer ask God to shine a light in front of your feet get some counsel and and gently push on some doors it might be that fear has held you back from fulfilling your purpose. It might be that you got burned once. It might be that things have hurt. And actually, as I sit here now, I'm, I'm aware of people where that's the case. Well, God always finishes where he starts. And the purpose that he ordained for your life will be fulfilled if you cooperate with him and trust him again. And there are people in my mind right now, but I'll be dropping you an email because I feel that would be the more appropriate way forward. Sometimes there are opportunities where in terms of purpose, it's almost like our lives on a stem of a wire and God gives you choices. You could go this way or you could go that way. And actually I'm quite pragmatic about that. Either way can work. There is a purpose that he'll fulfill. And at this point, I just want to talk very briefly about the difference between predestination which some of you would have heard and predetermination which is not I don't think biblical predetermination is this predetermination is imagine I'm the son of a multi-billionaire chairman of a global company and my dad says to me uh, some one day you are going to be chairman of this company and it's going to be passed to you and you have no choice in that and so I'm sending you to this school, this school, this university, this business MBA course, then you're going to work in every department, you're going to do this, 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 this and this and by the time you're 50 you're going to be chairman of the company and you have no choice in the matter. That is a determined path. 
I think what God says is this. Son, daughter, there is a destiny for you. There is a, there is a, a plan that could be fulfilled in your life. And these are the steps you could take to see that outworked. Here's the meandering, non-linear path of your life for you to cooperate with to get the absolute best opportunity. And do you know what we do? Because we're not so good at that. We kind of meander and, you know, we have years where we could be in the desert and seasons where things are painful and then we seem to get back on track and then things drift again and stuff. And eventually, destiny is fulfilled if we keep cooperating with the Holy Spirit. If we learn to cooperate with the Holy Spirit, hear his voice and trust him and and bring our lives openly before him, then destiny can be fulfilled. That unique purpose that you have is when we rebel or we stop trusting or we drift or we get hurt and we pull away. Sometimes circumstances happen, we can't cope with stuff. That's when we start to get the drift. It may be that just through circumstances you're not quite tripped into your ultimate fulfillment of the purposes of your life. It might be that actually is all the things that have been built into your life, it may be you've had a whole career, you could be now in retirement, but the whole purpose of all of that is yet to be crystallised in a unique thing that God will have you to do. It might be something in the background that no one really notices, but it makes a huge contribution to God's kingdom. But there is a purpose only you uniquely can fulfill. Keep yourself in worship. Surround yourself with good people. Keep yourself in a word. And that purpose will be worked out because God is a completion God. He always finishes what he starts, particularly, especially if we cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Now, just a final word. How do we know when we're not fulfilling God's purposes? Well, often uh, what I've experienced is, and just talking from personal experience, it's been when um, God has brought a period of discontent into my life, I'm feeling troubled or more angst than normal. Jesus said he'd come to give us life to the full and fullness of joy. It may be that that's missing. Now, Excepting there can be weird and bizarre seasons like we're in at the moment. Um, you know, that's, that's circumstances. I'm talking about a, a deeper thing here. It may be that we're in sin or rebellion in some way. And we put that in a compartment and we need to deal with it. All of these things can rob us of peace and joy and seeing God's purposes worked out in our lives. These are just some broad headlines, really. Um, things that we'll be talking about in our groups. To summarise, we were formed to worship God and praise him. Keep that alive in your life. I believe there is something only you uniquely can do. And RK, I want to see this church unleashed with people fulfilling their purposes. I'm into releasing people and innovation and people doing great things for God and, and have, taking a risk from a human perspective and having a go. If you've got something you want to do, talk to me about it and we'll see what we can do to facilitate it. Sometimes we'll say not yet. Sometimes we'll say, well, how about we shape it and form it like this? But on the whole, I want everyone in our church to be fulfilling their purpose. Number three, maybe if you've got this deep sense of angst or things aren't quite working out in the moment, maybe that's a little nudge for Holy Spirit. 
make sure you you discuss this in your small groups and let's be a church where everyone is seeing beautiful things happening in and through our lives because we're fulfilling our purpose and worshiping the lord have a fantastic week god bless you